You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. All right, so today's topic is all about the power of positivity. Um, And when I say positivity, I'm not talking about like, just be happy. It's so much more complex than that. Um, And life doesn't magically get better when you start thinking more positively. It just doesn't happen. But when we focus on the good, we're allowing more goodness to flow in. And it is very, very easy to get caught up in all the stress. Who here has felt stress in like the last week, the last two weeks, the last month, the last year. (laughs) I am pretty sure we could all easily say that we have felt some sort of stress, whatever that, yes, the last decade, exactly. Um, (laughs) Love that. Um, I don't love that for you, but I I feel that. Um, And it's really, really easy to default to a victim mentality. So Basically, if I were to ask you at any given point, if any, just to list any of the bad, irritating, whatever, inconvenient things that happened in the last 24 hours at any given point, it would probably come to you very easily. But what about all the beautiful moments in between? What about all of the beauty in these difficult moments? Um, This is going to be really important because I think... And what I'm noticing, especially with this group um, that I've been working with, is that we tend to, you guys all are high achievers, whether that's just like, you know, like mentally you're a high achiever, or maybe in your career you're a high achiever, whatever it is. What I'm noticing is so many of you have either an all or nothing approach. It's like you, you have to feel only one way. So what I want to remind you about is that it's okay to hold space for all of your emotions. And we live in a society where everything just swings from one extreme to the other. But I'm asking you, what if instead of playing into these extremes, we just allowed ourselves to feel things as they come up? Um, Because the truth is when we press down our emotions, we're actually giving them strength, kind of like trying to plug up a fire hose. The pressure is going to become so immense that eventually we're just going to explode and that will not be pretty. Um, I'm the type of person that I feel like sometimes I have to put on like a brave face. Um, and so, I mean, especially around my kids because I don't, I don't want to push my BS onto my kids. Um, but when I, when I do that and I don't actually address what I'm feeling, eventually I end up exploding and my kids usually get the the brunt of it. So I think what I'm trying to say here is we have to honor our emotions. We have to allow ourselves to process things in real time. And this actually allows us the mental capacity to reframe our thoughts. And reframing our thoughts is the hardest thing. The hardest thing. I know all of you guys at one point or another have messaged me that you've, that you've had a struggle. And usually it's not necessarily the thing itself. It's your thoughts around the thing. So whether it's, you know, I can't, I, I, I suck at getting on track or, you know, food is a struggle for me. I've heard it all. So 
I mean, and I got a message um, a couple weeks ago from one of you that essentially was, I really suck at getting on track. And in fact, I got another one today of, I fell behind and I just, I'm, I'm really bad at this. Raise your hand if you felt like that before, where you are defining yourself as someone who can't stick to anything. And I want you to think about this process so far. Have you had a moment where you felt like this? Was it more than once? What, what is your immediate reaction when, that, you, that you think of when you realize that you're off track or when you, when you perceive that you're off track? Are you more likely to think about the progress that you've made despite your setbacks or are you focused on the failure? And that, that is by far one of the most difficult habits to break. And actually recently, um, I think earlier this week, I was reading that perfectionism is actually an avoidance mechanism. So basically this mindset of if I can't do it right, I'm not going to do it at all. Or I'm just going to completely like start over. I'm going to reset. I hear reset all the time. Reset is a very like trendy word. Um, and like, I, I just want you to know that perfection is not, it's not the goal of progress. It's, I think we've been kind of trained and conditioned to think that the goal is perfection but it's not. In reality, we know deep down that there's no such thing. There is no such thing as perfect. And this is going to be one of the most difficult habits to break. And you might need, you might be the kind of person who needs to go through this process several times in order for this to sink in. And you know what? That's completely okay. You don't always have to reset when you make a mistake. You don't always have to reset when you fall off track. It's more just like, Instead of, because again, that's like a, that's like, that's very extreme. We're swinging from one extreme to another. Instead of just saying, all right, I'm overwhelmed because that's truly what the base of that emotion is. I'm feeling overwhelmed, whether it's overwhelmed with the amount that I have to do, overwhelmed with this standard of perfection that I've put on myself. I I want you to just like one simple solution that you could do right now is to think about what is one thing I can do to get myself in the moving in the direction that I want to go. Okay. So part of the reason why we struggle to shift to a more positive outlook, despite our setbacks, again, is just this desire to do it right and to do it perfectly right away. And let's face it. How many of you actually like being a beginner at something who actually loves failure? And I'll tell you who me, (laughs) And I'm weird. I'm the outlier. And the only reason that I love it is because I have failed so much over the years. I've learned that the growth and the beauty actually stems from that obstacle. I I mean, being a young professional in dance, um, I had to learn that the hard way so many times. And it took me, it took me like literally up until <laughs> and I, you know what, I find I have this epiphany, like at least several times a year, uh, is that I'm like, you know, hindsight is 2020 is a cliche because it's true. You look back and you go, wow, I overcame that. And listen, I don't, I don't wish to relive any of the low moments in my life, but I'm grateful that those lows have brought me some of my highest highs. And I, I just want you to think about a time just for a moment, just reflect about a time, whether it's, you know, exercise related or not, that you thought you would never get through. 
but guess what? You're here now. You had a 100% success rate despite your obstacle. You are here now. You are working on yourself. You're working on being more focused. You are growing whether you see it or not. Are you still caught up in that negativity from that time? Or can you actually reframe that outcome to see the good that came from that crappy situation? So just remember that when you're speaking to yourself, that internal voice that keeps sliding back into victim mode or dragging you down, remember that those thoughts become beliefs. And in order to change our beliefs about our lives and about ourselves, we have to actively change our thoughts. This is not just passively wishing that we would change. We have to, we have to take action. So like I said, if I tell you to stop doing something, you're not focused on what you have to do. You're focused on what I just told you not to do. So if you're telling yourself, stop being lazy, stop doing X, Y, or Z, that's what you're going to focus on. So instead, we need to plan on actively doing the opposite. So coming up with an actual plan of action, this is how we create sustainable change. So I'm going to use laziness as an example, because I think a lot of us have this idea that we're lazy, when in reality, it's because we have so much crap on our plates that we don't have the mental capacity to do it all. Cue perfectionism coping mechanism. (laughs) And you know, the idea here is just to do our best to plan, to create accountability, to put the workouts on our calendar, and to also schedule rest. <clears throat> Scheduling rest, <clears throat> not just naps, I mean, mental rest, where there's days where you allow yourself to just not do anything but the bare minimum as much as you can if you have littles. <laughs> so, Again, this is just something that you'll really need to put work into, but this is an incredible practice that's going to change your happiness over time. And if this feels like something that really resonates with you, I encourage you to continue like journaling or meditating or however works best for you on shifting your thoughts. And that's why I feel like when, when I'm feeling really down, I'll, I'll journal because it helps me kind of reread what's in my head and go, Oh, that sounds kind of crazy. I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for tuning in as always. And I'm, I'm really proud of you for continuing to show up despite all of the challenges we deal with in our day-to-day lives. Um, this is, this is the work that's going to truly transform your lives for the long term.